Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will take a deep dive into the NCFFL in all its glory, providing you, the GMs, the fans, hot takes and predictions sure to stir up controversy all along the fantasy football season. My name is Joe Norton, and along for the ride is Jared Campbell. Let's go! Welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. We are at week four, Jared. We're into week four because it's Thursday night, and we got a barn burner going on right now. The uh, New York Jets against the Denver Broncos. Currently, we're sitting at 10 to 10. Uh, any thoughts about this game right now? Not at all. Um, <laughs> I thought about part of me at one point wanted to pick up the Jets defense, but then I didn't want to torture myself on having to, like, watch this game granted i do have it like a do i got the sweet outside spot now where we got an outdoor tv Let, let's talk week? about that yeah Let, man I tell us it. about it i mean I, uh, you inspired me every time we went on the podcast and we run it i'm hearing crickets in the background i'm having to go upstairs into like our office and nothing trying to stream something some kind of game on my laptop and just couldn't get anything to work i'm just like i'm done with it I'm i'm putting a tv up outside and so I'm 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 out here with nature. I got the crickets and everything chirping in the background. TV on. Um, Might have just encountered a snake. Might have. We were. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's interesting. And pre and pre uh, pre show prep, I was we had to kind of delay a little bit because turn the carport light on to get the bugs away from flying from the TV. And oh, what do I see? A little friend right there. And. Uh, so I had to take care of that. I don't know. It's one of those where it has like a design on it. I don't think it was a copperhead, baby copperhead. I think it was just probably like a gray rat snake. Um, That's but, a game uh, you don't want to play, though. Yeah, it's a game you don't want to play, especially with kids around. With kids and, around at yeah. night, you don't want to yeah. feel something slide up your leg. Yeah, I'm a little weirded out right now. I'm kind of looking around. I don't know if they, they got that one's got any friends around or anything that saw me do what I did to them. And well, if the just, baby is there, mama's around somewhere. I but see, yeah, this thing might not have been a. I don't know if it was a baby or not, but uh, 
So I don't know. Let's just. So you got a name for your outdoor little man haven over there? What are you going to call it? Like the the Panthers tree or like mine's called like the Bears Den, right? It's the Bear Den. Yeah. Okay. You got to come up with something Um, to call it now that we're you know recording outside every Thursday night. Does it have to be? Does it have to be? uh, Let's see. I don't know. Maybe by the end of the maybe by the end of this pod, I'll have something. That sounds good. Yeah. That yeah, sounds I mean, good. I, mean, I, could, I mean, I could go. I mean, NC State fans, so I could be like Wolves Den. I'd like that. Yeah. Now you're on the right track. So, we'll so what about ball. you? You got you got anybody going in this game? I got uh, I got one gentleman going. Melvin Gordon not doing so hot right now. You're um, still starting Melvin Gordon. Have you looked at my lineup? Wow. <laughs> I That's... have no choice. It's him and Naheem Hines right now. Good Lord. Tariq Cohen went down. I, I don't know who the hell I'm going to pick. I, I got nothing. I got to try and work the trades on now. I don't. Uh, I got oh. nothing. I needed, uh, I, Did... I need what's his name to come back to reality and get back in the lineup. And he's not even a great guy. And I'm talking about Le'Veon Bell. And then oh. I need Cam Akers to stop playing like a damn pussy. It's yeah. football. You're going to have cracked ribs. You play through it. You want a paycheck? Play through it. You need, I'll tell you right now what you need. You need to watch this game, the Jets and Broncos, not for Melvin Gordon, but you need to be like, you just hope the Broncos pull away and just destroy the Jets. Because if that's the case, Adam Gase might be gone tomorrow. And if they fire Adam Gase, the next guy who comes in, maybe they actually give the Rock a lot of times to Le'Veon Bell. Maybe. So, I mean, the, I heard today on the radio that Gase has about three more games. And if they don't win tonight, their next three games after tonight are brutal. And so he'll be gone by week seven. And yeah. at, at that point, I'm I'm hoping that Le'Veon Bell's back and it'll be Greg Williams who will fill in as a coordinator. And I think he was with the Browns last time. Yeah. Um, so he might run it. And who knows? But that's you know that's to be TBD right now because right now my running backs are very thin and Melvin Gordon. I don't know what happened. He decides to leave the Chargers, and all of a sudden he's not a good running back anymore. It's not like he's old. He's kind of old. He's not that old. So, but speaking of old, I mean Frank Gore's thirty-eight years old. He's but, playing for the Jets. Soon, soon we're gonna be, somebody's gonna be drafting Frank Gore and Frank Gore Jr. Because he's what gonna be, he's gonna be, he's playing in college right now. He's either gonna be going to the draft this year or next year. What are the odds? Frank Gore outrushes Melvin Gordon in this game. <laughs> um, who? A fifty-fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not good odds. <laughs> so, so a guy you're having to depend on. In your starting lineup versus a guy who might be on waivers right now, <laughs> and it's a fifty-fifty. Oh, so so bad, but, so bad. But yeah, so it's uh, but, but oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, he got bust tripped up. Uh, flag on the play too. Um, so yeah, so what uh, what's what's going to be the rundown today? All right, so we're gonna do we're gonna go through the weekly recap and uh, discuss you know what happened last week, week three. Uh, maybe elaborate on some new power rankings because the league has adjusted quite a bit 
since last week. Uh, so we're going to do that. We had an interview lined up with a GM. I don't know if we should divulge it. I don't think it would really matter if we didn't divulge it, but he had some technical issues, couldn't get on the app, so we couldn't interview him. We tried like 20 minutes, Jared, and it's just, I guess it wasn't meant to be. I don't know if it, it you know, here's what it is. We tried, we tried, we tried a few times. We were 0 for 3 for it. Um, <laughs> so that brings us record total to 0 and 6. So now, yeah, so now he's 0 and 6. I don't know if he would just, you know, said he couldn't get on because he just didn't want the embarrassment of having to come on and explain his 0-3 team. Maybe he feels good uh, about this week and he's going to get his first win and then then he wants to come on and he wants to be, be – nobody wants to be interviewed when they're losing. No, but what if he doesn't win? Uh, he, he might have a good chance this week. We'll see. He might have a good we'll chance see. this week. So, I mean, he's facing – I mean, not to get into too much of the details because we'll have our uh, matchup predictions later on, but yep. he's, he's facing Brian this week. Do you know yep. who one of Brian's kind of staple player is on his team? Brian's staple player? Yeah. Um, let me see here. Let me see if I can make make the prediction here. I mean, he's a little better than Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Austin Eckler? Mm. He's good, but there's another one. What are you, I, uh, Singletary? Are you talking running back? Running back. Well, he's Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Well, so that Mike, game's postponed. Exactly. So yeah. Michael Michael's facing Brian when Brian is now having to sit Derrick Henry. Let's talk so. about that real quick. Obviously, these guys aren't going to be in the game, so we're not going to be talking about them in a matchup. But what – isn't that crazy right here? Like, is there anyone? Obviously, Derrick Henry is a, a pretty large player on on those teams. Um, is there anyone else that was pretty big? Uh, there's Henry. There's James Conner. Um, Conner, yeah. Ju- Juju, Juju, Roethlisberger. Uh, I don't think anyone's got. Uh, I don't think anybody's on it. I think those are the big things. Those um, are the big guys. Chaz has uh, Steelers defense, which. He's, I don't know if he's played at all yet. I don't think he would have played him this week anyway. Yeah, he's got two other options to yeah. choose from, so he's um, not hurting there. And then uh, I know John John went to waiver wire this week and picked up Eric Ebron. Waiver wire, wire, wire. <laughs> he picked up Eric Ebron, so he can't play Ebron this week. I think that might, <laughs> that might be. That might be uh, Chaz also has Deontay Johnson, who's like in concussion protocol. So Chaz yeah. might luck the goat might luck out there to where he don't. He might get an extra game out of Johnson if he didn't clear clear uh, the protocol. Um, so not not a lot. I mean, I, I I think I can replace Juju. I think John can replace Ebron, Pittman and Connor. I don't know. Um, and uh, but yeah, Brian having to sit Henry when kind of last minute, not expecting, and this happened after waivers, so he wasn't able to pick up somebody just in case. Um, but I don't know. It's going to be, uh, I feel like I'm pretty deep, my team. And, um, I've been trying to kind of like eye some potential trades here and there, but now I might get a little gun shot with this and I'm like, maybe I need to hold on to these guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll but, see. But all you fuckers, COVID not, in, not, implications. Yeah. yeah. That's why we tried to pass that IR spot for COVID implications. 
But which would work great right now because this would be a COVID situation. You put your guys on the bench, like especially for Johnny right now. We'll probably allude to it in the matchup, but like Johnny dropped a tight end, picked up Ebron. Now he's got to drop someone on his team and pick up another tight end. Now whether he drops Ebron to pick somebody else up or or drops someone else on the squad to pick a tight end up for this week, it's a tough call there. Well, then, and, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing for uh, – I'd assume John's just going to pick up another tight end. Um, but the well, int- yeah, I mean, but he'll what just, are you going to drop? Are you going to drop Ebron that you just picked up? I think he would. I mean, I don't think anybody else is going to go by and pick up Ebron. Um, and the interesting one to me is going to be uh, Chaz. Because hmm. – He's he's now he's having to sit Deontay Johnson. Fournette's likely not to play. And is Chris Carson going to sit? I'd have to imagine the Seahawks feel good about winning in Miami without Chris Carson and just let him go ahead and rest. I agree. So he sits Chris Carson, and now he had his only other option is DeAndre Swift. I mean, can you trust him? Uh, no, you can't. Being a um, an owner, an owner of uh, well, uh, Keon, uh, can you carry on Johnson? Carry on Johnson. Who even know his name? Between him and Peterson, it's like it's like who's going to get to six points first, and that's it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It's uh, but I don't know. It's the first. It was. We were all feeling good after. Get in the end zone. No way he was short. Dang, you're you're ahead of me. Um, Bless it. Extend, Gordon. (laughs) Come on, do your job. He, uh, but yeah, the coach. I mean, as we were week three, we were three weeks in, and if things felt kind of normal, and. Then COVID hit. Somebody from Tennessee had to go out in Nashville. Probably, dude. I heard. I heard. Uh, all right. So Peter King was on the Dan Patrick show, right? Yeah. And Peter King's like, they were talking about finding the the Raiders and these other teams that aren't mm-hmm. wearing masks on on the sidelines and BS. Now, now, granted, everybody's been tested, and everybody that's on the field has been tested negative. So no one has the coronavirus, but you still got to wear your mask just just in case that the coronavirus comes in from the stadium through the air and gets into your lungs and infects the the whole population that's in the stadium. Out, outrageous. Anyways, then Peter King decides, you know what? There's got to be some sort of penalty that the NFL can can give these players like if if they go out in public and aren't wearing masks i'm like dude this th- this isn't a dictatorship these guys have personal lives they can go out and not wear a mask if they don't want to go out and get a freaking hamburger without wearing a mask they can do whatever they want when they're not inside of when they're not the, in the work, team work, when they're yeah. not in a work environment yeah. hey, how are you gonna find someone for going to the grocery store without wearing a mask on if they choose not to. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, so the, the players in Florida don't have to wear a mask right now, right? Because they have a good governor down there. <laughs> and so 
the, so those players are okay not to wear masks, but the people that have to wear masks in all the other states, they're not okay. It's it doesn't make any sense. You can't uh, take away personal responsibilities from outside of of uh, team facilities. I understand you want to implement those on team facilities. Fine, so be it. Right, that's your workplace. As those are the rules, but you can't tell me what to do once I leave. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can understand that. It's just great. Like, it, we got three weeks in, and now it hit, and we're like, oh, so this is what's probably going to keep happening throughout the season. So That's crazy. Melvin I mean, Gordon's been in the end zone twice, and the referees are just not <laughs> giving him the touchdown. This is absurd. <laughs> this is absolutely absurd. All right, so let me finish this rundown here. So we had that interview lined up. It's not going to happen. We'll have to revisit that. Uh, then we're going to get into a little good, bad, ugly. And then finally, we're going to get into our, our weekly week four prediction. So um, anything else you want to go before we get started? I don't think so. Hi, bud. Well, let's get this show on the road. It's time for the weekly rapid fire recap. All right, welcome in to the week three rapid fire recap. Here's where we're going to go through each of the games that occurred in week three, one by one, kind of discuss a little bit of each game. And I'm going to hand this one off to you, Jared. Who are you getting started with? Oh, well, let's uh, let's go with myself. Myself and Rusty. All right. Okay. All right, the number we got is four. <laughs> No, not just what Rusty should have yelled at, that poor Canada goose. <laughs> Canada goose. But speaking of birds, Rusty elected to go with four Ravens and started Ooh. Mark Ingram, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, and Justin Tucker. Mm. Julio set, had to sit out. He was nursing that hammy, so that didn't help. Um, but I told you off air last week, Joe, after, as, after we ended the podcast and after the predictions, I told you – that I felt good about my chances of winning because he had too many starters on the Ravens and that thin margin of error. You sure did. You sure I, did. I, told, I didn't want to say it on air because I didn't want to put it in, in his mind and what happened, but, uh, but I got nervous. I'm not going to lie. I felt pretty good Sunday, and then I woke up Monday morning, and I got real nervous because Kamara and Aaron Rodgers just went nuts. But I pulled out the victory Monday night, and I moved to two and one, and a substantial victory at that. Yeah. So nice job, two and one. All right, so so we had my game. I'll go up next. This really wasn't much of a game. I texted Brad, I think at um, one fifteen, and said <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> And that's because immediately I knew it was going to be a rough day because, like, Waller, I was watching the uh, New England game against <clears throat> against the Raiders, and, and Waller just wasn't getting catches and touches, and Cam Newton wasn't really playing well. Uh, I was also watching the Bears game, and my freaking kicker was just booting putts left – or, excuse me, field goals left and right. So I'm like, this game's over. I don't have a shot. Nikhil Harry – wasn't doing anything for me. And so I, I immediately knew it was going to be over. Um, but the funny thing about this game was, I think like it was actually at like maybe let's call it two o'clock. 
the score was Brad 54 and I had like 43 and I'm like, okay, there might be a chance if Brad's team decides to just, you know, not do well. And then I called up Brad and he goes, (laughs) we were talking about the game and at this point it was over and he goes, dude, I, I like took a nap and like woke up. And I had 170 points. <laughs> I'm like, you fucker. <laughs> how long did you nap? How long did he nap for? It, he probably, he really only napped for like 20 minutes. And that's when all of his teams just went banana lands on everybody. I mean, you look at this. Russell Wilson scored 40. That dude has got to be MVP leader at the moment. Lock it on his heels at 32 points. Chubb with 23. Godwin finally, well, Godwin's been doing what he's been doing. But, you know, here we go again. Indianapolis, 30 points. you got to be kidding me. Playing the freaking Jets. Um, I don't have – I had one, two, three, four, five, six guys that didn't score 30 points combined. (laughs) That'll that'll do it. That'll do it. That'll leave you 2-0. So, he he doubled you up. Oh, yeah. He doubled you up. That's uh, he almost won a full hundy on that. Almost a full hundred. I don't know if that's ever that, happened before. It's I think it's come close a few times. That's I, pretty close. Mine's gotta be really close. We'd have to yeah. look in the archives and get the commission to to talk to uh our stats department. Yeah. Who's more um, what what's more of a fraud? Your two and one record or your Bears three and a the three and oh record is a fraud <laughs> if I've ever seen one. Now you got big dick Nick the this is true, and the guy just throws touchdowns. That's all he does. Yeah, he better be to Allen Robinson. He threw five in the fourth quarter. Two of them were taken away because the receivers couldn't catch the ball. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, who knows? They're playing Indy this week. We'll see what happens there. I actually think that they're going to pull off the victory, and it's 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 going to be a, a such a weak 4-0. It's going to be so sad because it wouldn't surprise me if they ended up like – I don't know. We even know what it is. What six and yeah. ten? Six and ten. Yeah. That would that wouldn't surprise me one bit. But either way, DK Dimasells dropped to two and one. Brad gains to two and one. So uh, good win on him. Well deserved. Just a throttling. Two two weeks in a row for Brad. High score. Very yeah. high score. So that's yeah. good. Um. All right. Next up, we got. Uh, let's. Uh, We'll go with Chaz versus Pittman. All right. Nine two five. No, not just the ages of Chaz kids. Think about it. <laughs> but really, this matchup was over on nine twenty-five. <laughs> as in <laughs> last Friday. After after is it Jerome Robinson? James Robinson? Never this heard freaking of guy. Never heard of him. Never heard of her. Dropped 28. <laughs> he dropped 28 points on Thursday night football for the Jags. And in a we loss. In a loss. And we were going through our predictions. And, like, when we got to it, that game was almost – it was pretty much – I think he had already had, like, 20-something points. And we were like, <laughs> well, if he got that much from Robinson, we just got to go with him. Um, but I do wonder. I, Pittman's – I'm curious, going into Monday night, Pittman was down like five, maybe four, five, something like that. And he had Harrison Butker and uh, Chaz had Tyreek Hill. 
Obviously, mm. you'd rather be Chaz up and with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. But you're like, I mean, you never know. Tyreek Hill might pull a hammy or something and kick her. But then Butker goes out and has like his worst performance of his career ever. <laughs> it was just that's the kind of that's the way it's kind of going for Pittman this this kind of last week or so. But but uh but Chaz Chaz gets a win with not his traditional style of win. Um Pittman gets a loss in his traditional style of losing. Yeah. Another win here by someone that didn't score 135 points. Um, but you know, anytime your your defense t- takes away points from you, it's going to be a tough go. To, that's true. To kind of pull off a victory. So yeah, negative seven. That'd be yeah, that's, that's a nice that's kick tough. to the Caracho region. That's tough. <laughs> so, all right, let's move on, and we're going to move on to um, new name here, guys. New name. Uh, I think he earned the name. He's self-deprecating. Uh, laying a goose egg, Mike drops to zero and three. Played against John and make America Gronk again. Just put on a thrashing one forty-two, breaking that one thirty-five mark. But um, I don't, I don't know what to say here. I mean, I would have even beat Mike, and I had a piss poor performance with eighty-nine points. And I look to his bench here. There's not, there's not much there. I mean, if it was a game of who could score more on your bench, Mike wins hands down because John's bench only scored five points. <laughs> <laughs> but your bench players don't play. And so I don't know what to think. That's why I was really hoping to have Mike on the pod this week just to kind of ask him, get his perspective about – just where he thinks his team's at. You know, one of the questions I wanted to ask him, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you this question right now. Take away Lamar Jackson, okay? Who is the best player on your team? Z- Zeke. Even, but even Lamar's been down this year, like compared, uh, to, like Lamar, compared to Lamar from last year. Well, I, okay, so his rundown is 30-2016. So with that, you know, and he's played Cleveland, Houston, Kansas City, right? Houston's not a great defense. Kansas City's not a great defense. Cleveland's okay, uh, and he scored the most points. So, I mean, are, do you think people are finally figuring out how to play Lamar Jackson? Uh, I don't know if it's that or if it's just kind of their – kind of focusing more on the run. I don't know. But he's just – he's not doing what he's been doing in the past. I mean, 20 – even 20 points from Lamar in week two, that's not the type of production you need from Lamar Jackson. No. Where you take You don't him. draft yeah. Lamar Jackson as early as he drafted him He's got to Z. get 20 points. He's got Zeke. He got unlucky with Kittle. Kittle that might one be hurt. coming back. That one hurt. Joe Mixon, who, that's the big head scratcher right now. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. He's going to have to try and right the ship somehow. I'm uh, surprised with Joe Mixon too, man. So, I mean, with with Burrow tossing the rock around, they can't hold the box up there. He can catch the ball in the flat, so that's surprising that he's just yeah. not putting up the points that we would expect him to pull up. But, congrats to Johnny, man! Great performance out of Mahomes. You and I thought that this game would come down to that Monday night game matchup. It did not. Um, I mean, Johnny just kind of took off 
Uh, help with New England, always good when your defense gets double digits. Always good when your kicker, or Johnny Wood's kicker, is getting double-digit points. Um, and Dalvin Cook did a great job. So, I mean, great job. Um, brings Johnny back up to 2-1 and one now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, solid performance out of John's squad and just kind of what we expected, I guess, from Mike. It's unfortunate. <laughs> All right, last but not least, probably the closest game of the week, we got Brooks versus Braun. Three. No, not just the amount of times that Brooks has finished last, but rather <laughs> – this is and Joey, this is a great stat, Okay. Without looking, do you know what Mike Evans and Hayden Hurst combined for? How many points they combined for? I haven't looked. Mike Evans and who? Hayden Hurst. For uh, uh, Hayden for... Hurst scored a touchdown. So uh-huh. uh, I didn't watch the Tampa game. So with the touchdown, I'm going to go with uh, 23. Good get. They they combined for 20 points. Okay. okay. They also combined Mike Evans. And Hayden Hurst combined for three catches for three yards. Stop. For three touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> the three they the two of them had three catches. All three of them were one yard touchdown catches. Who was the who was the running back that we talked about last week that had fourteen rushes for twelve yards? Jordan, and Jordan, stop. Jordan, Jordan freaking out. I saw something like he he's on pace for like sixty carries for fifty eight yards and sixteen touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. He's but, still still on the waiver wire. But I just I mean he three one yard touchdowns. That's and crazy. it felt like the stars were in a line for Brian to pull off this magical comeback. Because he had Travis Kelsey going on Monday night, and he just needed like 22, 23 or something like that. Not out of the realm there. Yeah, that's not that's kind of it's not bad. But he came up short, and Brooks kind of right in the ship with all those waiver wire acquisitions last week, and got a big performance from his uh, from Mike Davis and Miles Gaskin, and picking those guys up, and it led him to his first victory. Is he back? Is he back? Is he on his way? I don't know. Was he ever there? So. It's a good. It, you gotta feel good if you're slip right now, right? You put up yeah. 144 points. Um, you got Michelle scoring 15 points on the bench, but I mean, anytime we always say, you and I both say that 135 number is the number. If you can get over that, you got yourself a chance. So, but now he's already like, now we're sitting here at halftime of the Thursday night game and. He's playing you, and Melvin Gordon snuck in. And so now, now he's down, and he's playing. But it was a double whammy, though, with Melvin Gordon scoring because that's the he's playing defense. the Jets' defense. Yeah. So, so, so we'll we'll see what happens here. But uh, what about after after this week's games? You have anybody moving up, or like anybody who's like mm, they're not as good as I thought the team wise, or they're better than I thought? Well, we were going to talk about like the power ring. Right, so let's do that right now. Get into the power rankings just to refresh everyone's memory. I'm going off the standings right now. So, right now, you're in first place just based off points. Um, you're in first two and one. So, we have we have six two and one teams right now. Um, the top four two and one teams, or excuse me, three of the top six 
based on points, are all in the West. Right. Johnny's sitting at 390. I'm in last place at 370. And then Pittman's at 383. So the West is strong. Um, You know, I'm sitting at two. Johnny's at five. Brad at three, fours. There's Chaz. Um, Six, Pittman, we talked about. Seven is Rusty. Eight is Brian. Nine, Slip. And then, unfortunately, ten is Mike. Um, so of the two and one teams, that's the most. Obviously, you score 82 points. You're sitting at 0-3. You deserve 0-3. Okay. Yeah. Um, so well, let's start that- Let's start with the one and two teams, okay, because there's the least amount of those. So one and two, we got Rusty. Um, Brian and Slip. Now, based on points, you're going to say, well, Slip and then Brian and then Rusty. Um, who who of those three do you think is the best? Um, see, I don't – see, what I do is if you tell me what of those three uh, do I think is the best, I would say which of these three teams would I take, Right. Okay. Like, which of these three would I want? And for me, I think I would want Rusty's team. I, I concur. Yeah. I mean, give me the best player. I, I mean, Alvin Kamara is just going nuts. And so, give yeah, give me the best player. But they're also, I mean, it's just, I think, yeah, I think Rusty kind of step up. He's kind of gotten bit a little bit by the some tough matchup so far. And um, so, yeah, I think the, I think, Unfortunately, Mike's where it needs to be right now. I think the one and two teams are about right there. I think everything's kind of starting to shake out, kind of where it's supposed to be, or at least through the first. We're almost a quarter of the way through, Joey. God, it's crazy. Quarter of the way through the regular season, at least. Can we talk about underperformance right now? So I I just clicked on Ryan's team, and I'm like looking at his team, and I'm like, all right, who trying to see who his good players are, better players are, whatnot. Odell Beckham, man, he's show up. Well, he's he's not the Odell Beckham like all of us think is Odell Beckham from like four years ago, but he's not. He's just he's in a a run first, run heavy offense now, so he's just not going to get the volume. And you got to he's got to be he's got to be efficient. What sucks from a fantasy standpoint though is you have this high profile fantasy guy, Odell Beckham. There's no way you're going to sit him on your bench, but I guarantee every week Brian's there sitting there looking at him and he's like, I have to start this guy. But in the other hand, he's like, God, I hope he can get 10 points. Yeah. I mean, it's, and that's not, that's not what you want from one of your main starters. And that's common. You want to put your starter in and be like, all right, I'm getting the minimum, whether it's 12 or 14 or 16, I'm getting that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, he—he's a head scratcher just because he's really good athletically, and but sometimes he just shits the chest. I mean, the bed. <laughs> so, but I mean, oh, that's dynamite. I think I—I I think I—I don't know if I'd have any. I mean, I think I've got to bump the goat down, even though his, you got to look at it. But his team's kind of falling apart right now, like temporarily. So. He, Got another injury from one of his good players in Chris Carson. Yeah, Carson's Carson's kind of banged up a little bit. He might play this week. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, you got 
Deontay Johnson and concussion. So who knows what's going on with the goat? And now's the good good thing he's got those two extra spots down there on his bench and his defense. So um, Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, not, not a bad rookie wide receiver. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, I think you got to go with Brad. Right? I mean, two high scores in a row. Yeah. So, I mean, he's probably the best right now. But yeah, for sure. But yeah, not a lot. So we'll we'll kind of see how it shakes. How the people will kind of come up and down here in the next two three weeks. Yeah, I think in three weeks we're really going to have a good idea about what's going yeah. on within the league, and specifically, definitely within each of the um the uh the leagues the yeah, east and the, the west divisions, yeah. Yeah, the division sorry yeah so alrighty well that was the uh week three rapid fire recap also mixed in a little bit of power ranking discussion there hope you all enjoyed it and uh let's move on Jared it's time to talk about the good the bad and the ugly Alrighty, boys, welcome in to the good, bad, and the ugly segment. We're going to go around the league and talk about what we thought was good, bad, and ugly. I'll get things rolling, and I'm going to start off with good. And I, I think one of us had to bring this up, um, so I'll start with it. And I'm just going to say the good goes to Brad this week. I mean, just pumping out 180 points, bending over your opponent, sticking it in there, no lube, sandpaper finish, right? Just ripping up my ass almost by 100 points. That's a great job by him. I got to give kudos where, where kudos are deserved. Now, typically, typically we expect this sort of performance from someone like Chaz, right? Years right, past. right. But maybe Brad is taking over the GOAT. Maybe he's the one that's going to be just punishing people week in and week out, and it'll just be a matter of can he finish? Can he close? Um, But with this sort of performance, um, week 480 points, or excuse me, week 380 points, week 262 points, I mean – and week, even week one, almost 140 points. Each week, he's over that 135 mark. And if I'm Brad, I'm ecstatic right now with my team. And just keep that ball rolling, man. So, so my good goes to Bradley and his squad right now. Looks like a very, very tough opponent to, to beat. Oh, I'm well aware after facing him last week. <laughs> well aware. Do you think we'll yeah. ever see a 200 spot? Like, will anybody ever break 200? That, I mean, 180's got to be pretty darn close. Didn't someone I'd sniff 190? I think somebody's been around 190, 191, something like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it'll happen. Yeah. I mean, it, the biggest thing is, can your defense give you, like, 20, 25? If they give you 20, 25, I think there's a really good chance. I mean, I'm looking. I mean, he's got 180, and he's got his kicker, David Montgomery, Evan Ingram, and Josh Jacobs all combined for about 25. So even if, if those guys gave you five more points, well, maybe not yeah. five, five more points, and you're there. 
So I don't know. And I guarantee when he went into this week, he didn't think Jacobs was only going to give him seven points. Yeah. So. So I mean, he yeah, he easily could have got to two hundred. I mean, if you you think Jacobs is going to give you fifteen to twenty on a good night? I mean, I don't. This might have been his worst week. Um, um, yeah, thirty three twelve. So yeah, I mean, this was his worst week by far. Montgomery. I had him last year. This year he's kind of doing the same thing. We'll see what happens now that Tariq Cohen's out of the game and you got Big Dick Nick throwing passes around. Oh, yeah. Maybe his uh, increase in production will occur because Matt Nagy now can open up the offense because he's not worried about his quarterback not being able to read a cover two defense. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, who knows? I think, you know, I have Montgomery in a different league. I feel confident about that pick right there. So hopefully he starts to shine. It's his second year in the offense. He knows it. I think it's going to work out well for him. So, yeah, very, very formidable team right there. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. And so, and my good is actually going to be kind of extend, is an extension of that. And it's just even not just Brad, but I'm just going to say that the, NFC, the NCFFL West Division, wow, which is Brad, Chaz, Pittman, Rusty, and myself, just thoroughbreds through three weeks. I mean, four teams sitting at two and one. Three of the teams have the most points scored out of the entire league. And then all five in our division are in the top six in most points scored. I even overheard one GM identify the NCFFL East Division, so the division you're in, as the shambles division. (laughs) because <laughs> that division is just in shambles and so uh i don't i don't know we'll see if it'll hold like we're saying here in a little bit but uh right now it's looking like we're the sec and you guys are the acc it's gonna come it's gonna be like the first to five or six wins is gonna be the the leader in the clubhouse in the east yeah i mean it, uh, should we go ahead and predict that it's like is it too early to say that the two wild card spots are getting, both going to be coming in from the the West Division? <laughs> I mean, as of right now, there's a good chance, right? Got to. So, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, so. what God? If uh, let, let's say, like, let's say it ended right now, right? It would be, yeah. it would be me and John versus yeah. you, Brad, yeah. <laughs> Pittman, and uh, Chess. I mean, that's just outrageous. Yep. Yeah, oh, so. and it's not even close, really. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, nice. yeah. Wow. All right, so I'm gonna get to my bad here, um, and my bad is gonna go to Brian this week, and Ooh. here's the reason why: Gardner Minshew, mustachio man. Oh, Bry decides to, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. Gardner Minshew has been tearing up this league. He's dropping 23 and 27. I got, a, I got a solid Thursday night matchup. Carson Wentz Carson struggling. Wentz is not doing anything. I'm going to drop Carson. Classic gonna, over managing. And I'm going to pick up Minshew, and he's going to just put it on my – no. Classic Brian. 13 points. Classic Brian. Overthinking, trying to get cute. That's the ultimate trying to get cute play right there. Yep. 
Yeah, try to get and cute. Thinking that Garner Minshew is going to be this just like epic quarterback that comes out of nowhere and just rips up the league. Not the case. I'm surprised he's on his bench still. I figured he would have dropped him. But I mean, uh, he's real quick after that and tried to pick up Carson Wentz back up. Yeah, and then, <laughs> I mean, and then even like this week, he uh, the Julio Jones verdict came out that he wasn't playing; he was sitting out, so he dropped Tyler Boyd and put in Hayden Hurst in the flex, mm-hmm. trying to chase. Well, that's those the reason targets. he lost, and he lost because he didn't he play lost. Tyler Boyd, and then he set Carson. He didn't give Carson Wentz one more chance. If he stuck with Wentz and stuck with Boyd, he would have pulled out the victory. Well, he didn't have to put in Hurst; he could have put Boyd in there, and he would have won just with Boyd. That's not how math works. What are you talking about? He had the difference in scores was 11, 11.1, and he would have lost by like 0.4. (laughs) So that would have been even more brutal. Yeah. But at least he would have had a chance. Yeah. So, but that would have been, they would have been sweating it a long time. That's not so, how math works. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> all right, my all right, my bad. My bad is actually uh we were just talking about the point total. And so Joe, I don't know I I like I like statistics. I like I like math. I like kind of looking at the stuff. Do you know who the most points scored against in the twenty nineteen season was? Here we go. Uh yourself. It, it was, was Jared, myself. It was Jared. It was myself. Yeah. Do you know who the most points scored against in 2018 was? Uh, I think there's a trend here. I'm going to say Jared. That's a good guess. That's a good okay. guess. You are right. Uh-huh. It was me. Okay. 2018, 2019. Yeah. So let's look at where we are in 2020. Looking Four, currently. 443 points yeah. against me. That's a rough highest, highest so far. But then what I look at, my bet is like you look up at John sitting there in second place trying to chase you. 310 points scored against him. Every year. <laughs> it's every year. John has the least amount of points scored against him. That's a 143-point difference. 143-point difference through three games. It's the next, every year. The next closest to John is at 362. I mean, a law of large numbers means that he should even back out, right? Maybe this week, Johnny, <laughs> since I'm playing you, maybe. But, no, I'm sure some random guy that will have his high score of the, the season will go off on me this week. And But my whole goal is just hit 135. Yeah. Hit you want to know who that one guy is going to be? It's going to be whoever he picks up in tight end. He's going to pick up some random guy in tight yep. end. He's going to go for, like, 22. It's going to be Dalton Schultz. He's going to pick up Dalton Schultz and the Cowboy, and he's going to – and it's going to be uh, – yep, I can already call it right now. His name is Dalton. Dalton. Just a little Roadhouse reference there. No yep. big deal, guys. No big deal. All right, so let's get to the ugly. Um, I started off thinking before we got into the podcast um, – as I'm driving around thinking about right, who's going to be my ugly for the week, I went with the obvious, and that's Mike. And I think we've talked about Mike quite a bit already, right? He 
He basically yeah. ditched the interview because he didn't want to talk about his own three team, regardless of his uh, capabilities of his techno- technological um, inefficiencies that he has with his phone. He can't figure it out. So he just basically just stood us up for the interview. And then I started thinking about this a little bit more and we got a nice little text message, excuse me, a little Twitter message from our boy Adam Schefter earlier today. And in that message, it said, "Mm, Mr. Lazard underwent a nice little (laughs) surgery this afternoon and he will be out indefinitely after his uh, breakout performance last week. And He's I was thinking waivers, to myself, right? I was thinking to myself, man, that guy's still on waivers, right? Hopefully nobody picked him up. And yeah, unfortunately, Jared, I don't know if you know this, but somebody bid $27 on him. $27. A dub with a fin on it plus two. $27. And guess who the next highest bid on this player was? 21. Zero. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody else bid on Lazard. So here, so basically what, what Pittman did was he took $27 up and he could have done two different things. He could have just burned it right then and there, like put it on the ground and started a fire. Or he could have wiped his ass with it because he didn't even have the opportunity to play this guy that he just dropped $27 on. I don't, I don't want to call it a bonehead play. You obviously can't see surgeries coming, especially when they're not talking about it. But holy ugliness right there. Just to blow $27. Man. That one hurts. That's tough. It's got to hurt the psyche, too. Yeah. It's, it's got to hurt the psyche. God, just uh... – yeah, that's tough. What does he do now? Is the guy still on his bench? I think he already dropped him. Did he? Thank God. <laughs> I think he picked him up. For, he yeah, had he him. dropped him. He, he, he spent $27. He spent a dollar for per hour that he had him. <laughs> and they... <laughs> <laughs> he, he had him for 27 hours. And then he got rid of him. Oh, God. Man. And the hits keep coming. Then you got Man. Connor sitting on the bench Man. because they're postponed. Man. Wow. So, you know, you, know what he, you know what he should try to do? Tell me, spend $27 on somebody else. Well, so this is my ugly. My, let's make some fucking trades in this league. Let's get some act. Let's get some wheeling and dealing going. I'm ready for it. I need some I running mean, backs. I mean, people with us, let, let me go ahead and tell. Can I, this is just a if you want to make a trade and you got a guy that you want, you go to that team and you look at the team and you see what are where are their holes? What do they need? That's what, what I do. What do they need? What, how, can I help, how can I make it make sense for them? Help me help you. And then go from there. Oh, I, I, well, we don't match up well. So be it. Go move on. Yep. Or just ask. Go, Find go, another go, team. Go. Let's make them realistic. We're pretty bad at some unrealistic trades. And uh, That's an understatement. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. For example, I'll give you an example. Johnny throws it out there in a group text message. Hey, uh, I'm willing to trade. Uh, oh, I need a tight end. I forget what the exact text message said. He goes, "Yeah, looking for a tight end." Yada yada yada. So I sent Johnny a nice little direct message. I said, <laughs> "I go, 
I give you Jonu Smith for Dalvin Cook or Aaron Jones. <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> he goes, it's a little steep, don't you think? <laughs> and I said, well, if you don't ask, you don't know. But I said, yeah, that's probably a little steep, Johnny. So here's my counteroffer. And he said, no, I can't do that. I got to hold on to those guys. But I asked. He does. Ask. There's, those are the only guys he has. Well, yeah. I mean, I need running backs. He's got two. I countered with an extra running back towards him. And he said, you know what? I, I just don't feel comfortable with it. Those I got to hang on to those guys. But, you know, so be it. Maybe he might revisit it now that Ebron's out. Um, who knows? That's still out there, Johnny. If you want to talk about it, let me know. Maybe we can make some arrangements. Um, but, you know, what would be nice for the GMs in the league is we have this great platform here on the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, and we do have that voicemail uh, message machine there. I would love to have some GMs call in and talk about trades that they've offered and got denied or just outrageous trades that they had offered to them and kind of give the backstory about it. I think that'd be a solid little segment. What do you think? I think we we should go a step farther and try to get two people who are trying to figure out a trade and get, get them, them on, on the plant, and we try to broker a deal for them. That we try to we try idea. to talk to them, you help people helping people, and uh, just just try to help figure it out for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I thought I mean Chaz is hurting, right? I'm like Chris Carson might be out. Mm-hmm. So I, last night I fired up you up. <laughs> Chaz Ch- said, "Yeah, what's up?" And then he deleted the message. And then, I, <laughs> and then I said, "I said I'll give you Carlos Hyde for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense." Wow, Chris Carson. He, no, he he fired back. He was like, "How about Kareem Hunt or Michael Gallup?" And it's a done deal. I said, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> and then. He should have pulled the trigger this morning. He said he didn't want to, he didn't want to trade with me to help me out since he was my competition. Oh God! So I said, when I'm, you make tra- everybody's everyone's competition. Yeah, I said I'm your Huckleberry. So, <laughs> but he, jokes on him though, because if he would have pulled the trigger, then I'm out of the defense this week, and he That's still true. has Carlos Hyde. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, but I don't know. It's just it's it, but it's also it's hard in a ten team league. It, the, Stars kind of have to align, and I part part of me thinks that if we, I think if I think we should have the over under at like, if I said Joe four and a half trades this year, would you take the under or over? Historically, I would take the under. I think it's going to change. I think right now we're in week four. Um, it's still a tad early. You got to think about it from an NFL standpoint with no preseason. The first four games are technically going to be freaking preseason games. So I think a lot of guys are really trying. They're really scared, right? We've had a ton of injuries. So your big guys, you don't want to get rid of any of those guys to try and help you improve your overall team. Right. Right because you're scared of the fact that you might have another injury go down somewhere um, and you need to hold on to those guys. And so I think that's part of it because we are so early on. 
I recall last year, I don't know how many trades there were. Um, we'll get the stats department and look that up. But I think we were over four last year, if I had to well, guess. Well, I know maybe. I had at least one. I think I Pittman. had one. I had okay. one with Pittman. So maybe, okay. yeah, maybe we kind of hover around that five. I don't know. I think we should put in a rule like if if we're under five and a half trades for the year, then the next year's draft we add two roster spots. That's not a bad idea. I mean, or, your trades would go down further. I think it would. I don't think so. I, th- I mean, they could, I think, but I think if you add more roster spot, my thing with trades is we always want to go after the, like the, the, the top dog. Everybody wants like a piece of a, a top five player type deal. Yeah. That's hard. Right. Sure. So you need, you need to find like somebody like, like, uh, Somebody's just hurt. Like, like, like you need the stars to align to where, like, I'm, I'm deep at wide receiver. You don't have any wide receivers. You're deep at running back. I don't have any running backs. And then we can kind of find somebody, maybe not top end, but middle something that help both of us out and go from. And those, those are like the perfect trade. So let me ask you. But this. Well, hold on. But what? But what I don't like is that we don't. We we we're able to avoid trades. Uh oh. We're able to avoid trades because people can just go to the waiver wire on Sunday morning and pick up a guy who's – and projections don't mean anything. Like on Yahoo, they're not very good at it. But No, they're brutal. They're not good at it. But, like, you go up and you see, like, a wide receiver or running back that's, like, projected for, like, 11 points. And so you can just go pick up those guys and play them because they're, they're just as – the probability of them doing well is just as strong as you trying to make a trade. And I, I want to get as many playable streamers off the waiver wire as possible. And I think that would lead to more trades. Yeah. Where people can't go to the waiver wire to try to find actual startable players. Yeah. And I think that like, especially this year where the wide receivers are, there's so much depth in the wide receivers. Yeah. It's true. And there's not a ton of depth at running back, so people are like apprehensive about maybe giving up running backs because there's just nothing there right now. Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't want to give up my running backs because I can just pick up a flex receiver and maybe he'll get me eight to twelve points, or he might go bananas and get me twenty. Yeah. But I, you know, and that's the thing that GMs are struggling with. My question to you is going to be, do you have different personas when two different um, situations occur? And what I mean by that is, does your persona change when you are the one requesting the trade versus when somebody asks you for a trade? Because I found, like, myself to, to have, like, two different – like, when someone comes to me with a trade, I immediately think, all right, what are they trying to get out of me? <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I'm not. And then I when know. I go I mean, to yeah. people, I was like, all right, how can I make this benefit me but also be somewhat fair? Because that's what I, like, initially, like three years ago, I was just outrageous with some of my trades, like, that I would request. 
And then I'm like, this is ridiculous. Just you have to make equal and present equal trades. So yeah. whether that's a two for one deal or a one for one and they're equal or close to equal, you have to come at these other GMs trying to be fair in what you're requesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I agree. I, typically, if I, I'll just fire off a trade and say, hey, this guy or these guys for this and that. Typically, I feel like I've done research where I feel like that's the most fair trade proposal. And I'm normally, I'm not given really any wiggle room around it. Like, in it, there's not probably going to be a lot just because I think it's fair. Like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to completely, like, undercut them and, like, try to, like, work closer to the middle. I'm just trying to, like, just think, hey, I think this is going to help you help me. Let's interested. No? All right. We'll move yeah. on. Um. But uh, but I don't know. It's uh, who's your favorite person to trade with in the league? I personally like Pittman because Pittman's. I like I said I try to present fair trades as I, I think you do, yeah. um, and I think you and I have actually engaged in a couple of trade discussions in the past too. And I like trading with Pittman, and I I don't know if we've actually completed a trade, but people like yourself like Pittman because if if the initial trade offer doesn't work at least they're thinking about all right well what about this let me counter you with this uh, because this this is going to help me a little bit more and you're still going to get a benefit here and it kind of makes me think like well I don't know maybe yeah he's kind of got a point here so I like that but when I I, I don't like trading with people that are just like no and like no counter they're just like no. I think Chaz yeah. is one of those guys. I think well, Rusty, Chaz, Rusty's yeah, Chaz, one of those Chaz, guys. Chaz does it just uh, he'll say no, so he can delete. He's as soon as he hits sense, he deletes it. Yeah, Ru- Rusty's the scenario that you said first. That if you pro- if you reach out to him and propose, he's like, wait a second, why do you want this guy? Yeah, or, what am I missing here? Type deal. It's I like the yeah, different like, persona. Yeah, I like yeah, I like working with Pittman. Pittman's a good one to work. He's probably the the easiest to kind of talk through things with who's the worst. Well, I mean, if you take, if you take, if you take Chaz out of it, I think it's rusty because rusty either is no, he's a flat. No. And he won't even look at the trade. Like he won't get into the stats. He'll just be like, no, because you want my guy. Yeah. And he never counters. Or if he does counter, it's like, well, I want your number one receiver, and you're like, whoa, dude, I don't, I mean, I don't need receiver. I, I need, I need my receivers. Yeah, that's what I'm think, trying. To, you know, who do you think I would say? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, God, this, man, I'm, I might get in trouble here. I'm, I'm gonna burn some bridges here. Who do I think that call. you think's the t- most difficult one to trade with? Yeah, Brian. No. Slip? Nah. I don't know then. I think John is. John? John John only if you're talking to John, he is only asking for your best player. He only wants your best player. <sighs> let me read that. that. When, so, when, let me when I've when I've dealt with him, he only wants your best player. I don't know if I concur with that. Let me see what he at like 
at least I when I've dealt with him in the past. But I mean, I know this year I think he's like if he's hate, if he's hunting tight ends, he's I mean the tight end spot is just brutal outside of Kelsey. I mean it's just yeah. I mean he. I mean you got Kelsey, and then you got like the next tier that nobody's at. Well, I mean, and then I you, and then so, you got the and then you got the next tier where like so I offered I'd him put, Waller. I put I put Waller and Kittle there. So I offered him Waller. Um, my initial offer was Waller for like D Cook and Aaron Jones, and I knew that wasn't going to hit, but I was just like, here's this, just to get the combo going. And then I yeah. countered him with, um, I think Waller and, um. What did I? Oh, Naheem Hines, because I was gonna take a running yeah. back from him. So I'm like, well, if I'm gonna take a running back, and it's one of your good running backs, all right, it is. Um, let me give you a running back that's not quite as good, but it, at least it's a guy who's you know mid level eight. He could go bonkers and get you 15, 20 a game, um, but he's gonna give you a consistent right around eight somewhere. And but the main point is you're getting a consistent tight end he's not that consistent though he might be this year he wasn't last year that dude in tough in in matchups that aren't favorable that dude goes mia and Carr just out watch you'll see you'll see he'll be up at like the patriots this past week but the bills uh, typically the bill it depends on their linebackers play but but if I'm John, I'm not doing that. I mean, give me Dalvin Cook and some rando tight end, and I would take my chances on them outscoring Waller and Hines every day. Yeah, I mean, I, I, so. I mean, that, and that's probably why he didn't take it. Obviously, he doesn't want to yeah. give up it, two of his best or one of his best players. Yeah. But so I don't, I don't know. know. Hopefully, it happens. If you guys want to get in on yeah. the uh, the chat and. And send us some voicemail recordings about um, trade requests and offers and conversations. Yeah. We'd love to hear those. Go to you know anchor.fm, search Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, and leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear yeah. those things. Yeah, and if nothing else, if uh, if nobody wants to trade with me, use me as a consultant. I'll there give you go. my opinion. <laughs> Or if there's, you know, two parties that want to come on the pod and talk about, uh, you know, potential trade, we'd love to drop some news. Yeah, we'll see what we can uh, – we'll see what we can uh, – any kind of brokering we can do and help yeah. out and help facilitate. Um, yeah. We'll be the – either Joe or myself be the moderator. Love to do um, that. Yeah, just don't Biden and Trump this thing and we'll, uh, we'll cut you <laughs> off. All right, bud. Well, I think that was a pretty solid segment there. I actually love the trade talk there. But that was uh, good, bad, bad and ugly. And uh, let's get into the uh, week four matchups, huh? Let's do it. Hey, guys. We all know someone that's stressed out about something. But stressing out about hair loss is a thing of the past. And I bet you thought there was never a real solution. Now there is, with Keeps. Keeps is the easiest way to keep your hair. Look, there's no magic cure for baldness, but by starting Keeps now, you can keep the hair you have and get your treatment without leaving your house. Get Keeps, the easiest way to keep your hair. Go to Keeps.com to learn more. 
Week 4 Matchups. Here we go. All right, welcome into the Week 4 Matchups. We are going to take a deep dive into each of the matchups going into Week 4. Some of them kind of got some points already on the board here. Um, let's get things started. We're going to go with myself, DK Dimacells, facing number nine, Brooks, and Uriday is a Galladay. Currently, there's some points on the board, Jared. We have 13 points for Melvin Gordon and only two points for the New York Jets defense. Before this game started, a one and two Brooks was looking at a 127.09 prediction. I was sitting at a 132.66. Not a solid uh, predictions there in terms of points scored. No one over that 135 match. And so for me, I don't think I'm going to get over that 135 match. But who do you think wins in this game? Oh, man, this one's a tough one. Um, I think Cam is going to struggle at Kansas City. I think Hopkins can go off. Um, Hines, I just, I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't just, fucking know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, God, this one's brutal. It's a tough one. <laughs> it's going to be I a tough. This is going to be like a ninety-six to ninety-eight game. I don't know. I think there's there's a wild card name in here that I think might be in a spot where this is one of his bigger weeks. Robbie Gold. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm actually. I'm going to go with Joe, and I think, God, although he, he made the injury report this week, I mean today, I think this is going to be a Will Fuller game. I think Will Fuller is going to exceed 20 points fantasy. I think he's going to be the reason why you pull it out. I'm going to go you. All right, so let's we, – we kind of talked about consistency with Waller in our previous segment. So let's talk about Will Fuller consistency. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Week one, 15.2 points. Week two, zero. Week three, 13.4 points. Week four, undecided, but it's not looking good. So I don't know. I think he might be an every other week kind of guy. Um. I said it was going to be a 98-96 game. This game potentially could be closer to the 75-71 game. Um, I don't know about Hines. I was actually going to play um, Jonu Smith over Waller in wow. the matchup. Um, Jonu Smith, like you said, has been more consistent with Waller in terms of points scored. So I felt comfortable there. I don't know. I don't know what to do here. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone I got listed is probably going to start. Um, maybe Nikhil Harry because that dude's going to get a touchdown sooner or later. So it's Matt. It's it's. Do I pick the right week to start him? Last week was not the right week. Dak yeah. Prescott's got Cleveland at Dallas. You would expect Dallas to just throttle them, but that seems like a trap game. I'm one for one in trap games. If you recall last podcast, I called the Detroit Lions going in Arizona and pulling that victory off, and they sure did. I think Cleveland does the same thing here. Wow. Um, but, you know, Cleveland could go into Dallas and win, and Prescott can still throw up 32 points. So 
that doesn't really mean too much, but it's really going to come down to, I think, in terms of points scored. It's going to be Galladay. If Thomas plays, I think he has a good game. It's going to be tight. It's a coin flip. It's going to be a coin flip. I'm going to give I'm going to I'm going to take slip in this one. He's going to have two wins in a row. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. Um I just don't like my team right now. I think there's too much inconsistency there. Posting 86 points did not make my tummy feel good last week. And I think that, unfortunately, Slip ekes me out by, like, seven points. And it's going to come down to, like, a Zerline field goal or some shit like that. So (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Slip on that one. All right, let's go to match two. We're going to go with yourself. So Fresh Prince of Hilaire against Johnny Boy and Make America Gronk again. Before the game started, we were looking at a 126.16 to a one night, excuse me, 119.21. Johnny's got someone going in this game. Denver defense posting up four points. Who you got? Oh, man. This all comes down to Dalvin and Aaron Jones. How many points are this? Well, Dalvin, Aaron Jones, and Mahomes. Do they hit? Do they exceed 80? They do that a lot. Um, I don't know. It's just you know how we're all do those like weeks where you're like just your guys just somehow they just don't show up. It's like last all, week and me. Yeah, yeah. They just don't show up. I got a feeling that's this week for me, and I got a feeling like Jarvis Landry is going to have his best game of the year and. Things like that. And I think John's going to win in a low score. I think John's going to win, like, in the 120s to, like, 105. Do you think his tight end impacts his game? Uh, yeah. Wow. Here's the tight end. He, I think the tight end he picks up will score a touchdown. Does his tight end that he picks up, Outscore your tight end and actually get double digit points. <laughs> will my tight end score double digits? No, that's another good question. That's a bet I will never bet on. If my t- if I'm betting on that bet, it's the under ten all the time. Well, here's where I'm going. If your tight end scores double digit points, you win. If he does not, <laughs> it's that simple. It's that wow. simple. And why? Wow. What's the deal with your uh, always having empty kickers and defense? Why do you always do that every Over-man- week? Every week, overmanaging. Yeah, you're trying to play mental mind games with the people. Your def- I don't know who you're picking up on defense. There's no no really good matchups. I mean, I looked at those already. The the defenses of, that are out there, there's not a good matchup. You're just playing with fire there. Well, I mean, all the good match, all the good, like the the legit defense is already like gone, right? People already like it's like Chaz rostering three of them. Yeah, it's whatever. And so when I look at it, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I'm just it's just a guessing game at this point. So there's no I'm guessing between this bad choice or this bad choice. So. 
So it's either that or you're waiting for a GM to drop a defense because they're injured and they need to drop someone. That's what going to be there to scoop them up. That's what I did last week. Brooks dropped the Titans and I picked them up and I, they got me like six or seven or something, which is that's all I've kind of that's that's fine. That's all I you're looking for. Yeah, right? That's all I just yeah, stay up get give me five or more and I'm and I'm happy. Yeah. But yeah, there was a GM did drop a defense this week that I'm kinda eyeing that I think that might that might uh that I'm kinda looking at. So hmm. we'll we'll see. Well, I'm going to stick with that. So if you're – if Jaseki, if you decide to stick with him, Jaseki or whatever his name is. I'm playing Jaseki, yeah. If he, he scores double digits, you win. If not, you lose. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> That's a loss. Go ahead and mark that up. <laughs> All right, we'll get into the third matchup of the week. We're going to sneak over to Rusty and the Duck Hunter playing against Pittman and Cobra Kyler. We're looking at a 138.23 for – uh, Rusty in a 132.29. Pretty tight matchup here based on projections here. Who do you got winning this one? Uh, I, I look, I, I'm looking at this, and I see Rex Burkhead. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know about it. But then I look over at Rusty's, and I see Devontae Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ooh. So I think. So this is a 50-50. It's not even really – it's not even a 50-50. I mean, I th- yeah, Rusty's going to win. Really? I mean, yeah, I think Rusty. I mean, if, if it was a 50-50, they'd be like, hey, who's got the best player? Oh, Alvin Kamara. There he is. Oh, and Aaron Rodgers against god-awful Atlanta. Jesus. So he might go That's off. a freaking trap game too right there, yeah. by the way. Uh, not, I don't, not in Green Bay. I don't think in Green Bay. At Monday night, Green Bay. I don't think that's a trap. If it was like Monday night in Atlanta, do we maybe. know if Adams is playing? Uh, I don't know. Do we know if Julio is playing? Mm-hmm. I would expect Julio is going to play. He missed last yeah. week. Yeah, it's sorry. a Monday night game. A little extra day of rest. I think he yeah. plays. So what does what does Pittman do then? I mean, he's got. I mean, you can't. I mean, I guess you drop. You got to drop somebody and pick somebody up. Why? Oh, if if Adams doesn't play, I mean, yeah, you gotta like. I mean, you're gonna burn. You're gonna play AP just because you don't know about Devontae Adams yet, or wait until Adams to see if he's gonna go or not. Hmm, that's true because it's Monday night. It's kind of same for Rusty. I mean, do you hold Julio? I don't know. These guys got some. Tough, tough calls. some tough calls there for sure. So, but I think yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with if it's if I, if I just don't know and if it's like a somewhat of a fifty fit. Yeah, give me the give me the team that has the best player and that's Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I think I think the Burkhead was a reach. That this is a classic uh, Bill Belichick play right here. He just features one guy one week. Everybody goes out and gets them, and then he p- pulls out a nice four point three points the next week. Hmm. Um, I think I saw. I think I heard a stat of on Burkhead. I think it was week three of last year was the week he went off. Same week this year. Was it Burkhead or was it another running back there? I think it was Burkhead, and he went off. And the next week he had one touch. Yeah. 
This is classic Belichick right here. He's going to focus. I mean, Burkhead had three touchdowns last week. He had a hell of a week. I mean, three thirty-one yeah. points. He only had six rushing attempts, two rushing touchdowns, 10 targets, seven receptions, 49 yards, and a rushing TD. This is classic. Burkhead is now going to be our focus point, and now we're going to send it. We're just going to pass all day. And against Kansas City, they're going to have to pass. So we'll oh, see no, what happens Belichick, here. I mean, their, their thing, may, they might need to run the ball just to keep it out of uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire's hands. True. We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. This is going to be a tough matchup. Like you said, it's probably a 50-50 toss-up. I'm going to give the edge over to Pittman, though. I think he's going to pull this one out. Kyler Murray's going to get back on track. Um, I think he's going to get some additional help from his Carolina receivers. Um, so I think uh, and that's going to be a high-scoring affair there in Carolina. So I think that'll be, uh, that'll be the taker right there. I'm going to go Pittman by seven. I need Kenyon Drake to score a lot. Kenyon. This this needs to be his week. I think I said that last week. Yeah. I think everybody said it every week since he came into the draft. It's to, to the NFL. Uh, uh, All right, fourth matchup of the week. We're going to play uh, body by Jacobs. Bradley against Chaz. Rusty, we've got a 131.92 versus a 132.09. This thing is only separated by what a point one one on predictions here? No, point zero two three. Yeah. I don't know. I can't add. Um, tight matchup here. Tight matchup here. We could have the goat against the maybe the new goat of the league. Potentially? Question mark. Maybe. Who you got going? Who do you think is going to pull this one off? Uh, I think Brad pulls this one out. I think, I think, I don't think Chris Carson plays. I think they sit him. And I'm just, and then looking at Chaz's team, I just don't see where he's going to get the firepower from to keep up with uh, Brad's potential. I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think this is going to be like one of Chaz's lowest scoring weeks in recent memory. And Brad is going to still hammer the like 140 mark. I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah, I agree with this. I mean, Brad's got way too much firepower here. You got Seattle playing Miami. Granted, Miami played great last week. They got a little bit of extra time off to prepare. Seattle's also going to be out with Chris Carson. He's not going to play. They're not going to risk that. Not against Miami. They can, they can, Beat Miami without Chris Carson. Jacobs is going to have a bounce back week. I don't know who this Allie Cox tight end is for um, Indianapolis. Um, the only play I don't like is the Henderson Jr. over David Montgomery. I think Montgomery is going to be a solid play this week. Uh, I know I'm a Bears fan, but I do think <laughs> I do think that Montgomery play is going to be a solid play. I don't think Cam Akers is practicing, so I think the thing, like with the, I mean, they're playing the god awful Giants. The, the Giants' so, defense is way worse than the Colts' defense, yeah. and because of that, it's just, uh, yeah, I think Henderson or Montgomery. Henderson's the right play. Well, I mean, we'll uh, see. I, I, we'll I just see. think Montgomery's a solid. And I think, play. and I think this is going to be an Amari Cooper 
game. I think this is going to be the game he scores a touchdown. Yeah, I would agree with that. This one's going to go to Brad, and I don't think it's going to yeah. be close. It's going to be like by 30, 25 or 30 points. Um, I don't know. Maybe the GOAT's trending downward. We'll see what happens. All right, final matchup of the game. We're going to go with Brian Henry thing as possible against Lang, a goose egg, and Mike 0 and 3. Even though he is favored in this matchup, a 138.57 to a 129.58.59. Um, 0-3, does Mike get out of this hole that he uh, that he's in right now? Or does this he... is Mike's first win. This I is don't Mike's see it. first win. I, don't I see, see it. it more so. I think this is Joe Mixon's game. I think this is going to be the game where he exceeds 20 points. I think Zeke will be Zeke. I think Lamar is going to be Lamar. I think Devontae Parker is going to have a good game. I think Kittle is going to come back with a vengeance. But I just I think I think I think Brian's gonna struggle a little bit. And um but I also well not struggle. This might be another close like high scoring game between the two. I think this is the most interesting matchup in my mind. I don't think Mike wins. I just he's gotta show me something. Mike's and maybe this is the week that he does, like that he puts up, you know, 140, 146. That's probably a bit high. But he's – in order for me to pick Mike, he's going to have to show me that his team can actually put it all together in a given week and actually put up a fight. And his, the only fight that he put up was week one against Rusty, and he barely and he barely mm. lost that one. I think it was he had like one twenty eight to like one twenty nine or something like that. And I just I, I can't go with him, so I'm gonna pick Brian here. I think we talked about Beckham. I think this is the week that uh, it's probably gonna be game of the week. Troy Aikman's gonna be on that game with Joe Buck. Uh, he's gonna score. Evans is gonna score. Eckler's going to score. Singletary's going to score. I see a lot of points sitting on um, Brian's side over there. Not too sure about the Hayden Hurst thing, but, but yeah, I think Brian's going to have way too much. It's going to be – it might be close, right? It might be – I'm going to give Brian the old 135 mark. So let's say Brian 139 to 124. That's what I'm going to say. Brian pulls it okay. out. Okay. And you're going to take Mike? I'm taking Mike. All righty. We'll see what happens. You know, you got to lace them up. You got to get out there and play. That's we'll the greatest yeah. thing about football and fantasy, boys. Yeah. That's, that's the best part about fantasy is we can control it all. <laughs> we sure can. All righty. Well, that'll do it for uh, this week's edition of Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, just to reiterate, if you guys want to leave us a voice message, you guys can do that. Jump on the uh, Hot Routes, Hot Takes, Fantasy Football uh, Anchor.fm app. Leave us a, a voicemail there. We'll uh, put it on the pod for the next week. Discuss it. See what's going on there. Try to get some trades there going, boys. GMs, get out there. Make some things happen. Holler at me. Holler at me. Holler at me. Um <laughs> Hopefully we can get some things moving in that in that direction there. But, boys, as always, dodge injuries and COVID 
And guess right. listening to the hot routes and hot takes fantasy football podcast just a reminder if you'd like to get in touch with us there's a way to do that please go to the website anchor.fm or even easier download the anchor app and search hot routes and hot takes fantasy football podcast there what you can do is leave us a voice message if we like what we hear we will play it on next week's pod also in terms of distribution We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, and Radio Public. We are here to meet all of your platforms and wherever you listen to your podcast. But if you want the exclusive recording, please listen to your podcast on the Anchor app. For all of us here at the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, Dodge Injuries, and guess right.